The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. Good morning, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTUV, WXYZ people. <laughs> For Stephen in the chat, uh, Proud Boys, Antifa, BLM, any of the other people that I forget to mention, Zionists, I don't know. All you guys, uh, welcome to the Sons of Liberty Radio Show here on Saturday morning. Glad to have you guys here on Red State Talk Radio as well as across our video platforms. In fact, if you want to check us out, you can do so. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, uh, the editor at SonsLibertyMedia.com, and also for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warned you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Check us out online, SonsOfLibertyRadio.com, SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you want to watch that video portion of the show, you can do that by going to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Scroll down right there on the right side of the page. We're going live. That's right. You can see the faces made for radio. And uh, you can also check that out on my Twitter account at FPPTim. <laughs> i got to throw boat rockers in there too, don't I? Um, FPPTim on Twitter, Periscope and Twitch at Setting Brush Fires. Facebook page is Bradley Dean SOL. Our YouTube channel is B Dean Sons of Liberty. And before it's news.com, we're going right there on the front page. DLive.tv also. You guys... Look, uh, you want to get on DLive.tv because anything happens, that's probably going to be the go-to because there is no censorship over there whatsoever for anything, okay? Uh, the Sons of Liberty, The Sons of Liberty on DLive.tv, and uh, you'll get the morning and the afternoon show with Bradley. So uh, be sure to go over there and um, uh, you know set you up an account for that as well. Also, if you're spreading out on social media, Spreely, Gab, MeWeMinds, and USA.life, you can check us out at Sons of Liberty, Sons of Liberty Media, and uh, we'd be happy for you to be following us there as well. And we're also on Telegram at the Sons, or excuse me, Sons of Liberty. And I don't get to post a lot there because it's kind of new to me, so it's like another tab thing I got to go mess with. But I'm trying to be active in there. We've got some people who are active in that little group there, and you can share information with each other. There, you like each other in the chat room, and you don't want to wait till 6 a.m. or 8 a.m. 6 a.m. on the weekdays, 8 a.m. on Saturday, or 3 p.m. in the eastern in, in the Eastern Time afternoon. Uh, you can go over there and get with your friends. You guys go over there to Telegram. You can jump right in the group, and um, and we'd be happy to have you in that group as well. Happy Repre- Reformation Day, not Halloween. Reformation Day for you guys who don't know. As we're waiting on uh, Kate and uh, Kevin to join us on the Zoom chat here, it's Reformation Day. It's a time to remember your heritage, Christians. It's a time to remember when the back 
of the Roman tyranny was broken in the Reformation. This is the day on which Martin Luther nailed his 95 thesis to the Wittenberg church door. And again, for those who don't know, you had something that you wanted to get out to the public, that's what you did. You put it out on the church door. That was where the, the community came to, to see these things. 95 grievances that Martin Luther had against the Roman church. And the interesting thing here is he wasn't listing some of the things that you know him for. He dealt with them over the issue of their tyranny and of their lies. Some of you guys have mentioned that in the chat room. Tyranny and lies. They held myths over the people. They were the very definition of what Second Peter defines as false teachers. You recall that the famous Tetzel, who took the Roman command to go forth and to put out the issue for indulgences. This is what Martin this is what set Martin Luther off because he understood, well, wait a minute. God saves sinners by his grace alone. He saves them for his glory alone. And if God does that, then why would the Pope be trying to do it for money? That's in essence what he's getting at. And so Tetzel came up with his little jingle, you know, when the coin in the coffer rings. I'm not a good singer. You can see that. (laughs) The soul from purgatory springs. You can buy God off. (laughs) That's really what they're telling you. And look, they still do indulgences today in the Roman church. You can buy God off. He's like the mob boss that you can buy off. And, and Martin Luther said, no, 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 no. So let me give you a little reminder while we're waiting on uh, Kate and uh, Kevin to join us. The first thing, and, and this is the one thing that the modern church has left off. The first thing that Martin Luther mentioned in the 95 Thesis was this. When our Lord and Master Jesus Christ said, oh, it'll be okay. Jesus loves you just the way you are in your sin, just leaving you there. No, he didn't say that. He said, when our Lord and Master Jesus Christ said, repent, Matthew 4, 17, he willed the entire life of believers to be one of repentance. Now, I want you people to get it who who come in the chat room and say, well, Tim, do you think you're perfect? Nope. Got a life of repentance ahead of me. Don't believe it? Ask my wife, ask my kids. They'll tell you. They can tell you exactly where I need to repent. The same message that I give here is the same one I preach to myself. So when people come at me with that kind of stuff, judge not lest you be judged. Wait a minute. The Bible says to judge yourselves, right? 1 Corinthians 11, you're to judge yourselves so that you won't be judged. And in doing that, you are helping your brother, believe it or not. You really are. Martin Luther went on, and he dealt with these things that are part of the gospel. And by the way, caller, I'll be with you in just a moment. This word cannot be understood as referring to the sacrament of penance, that is, confession and satisfaction as administered by the clergy. Yet it does not mean solely inner repentance. 
Such inner repentance is worthless unless it produces various outward mortification of the flesh. How do you like that? Everybody's saying, oh, you know, I believe. It's all internal. I don't have to do any good works. Uh, they don't manifest themselves. See, here's the problem with people who don't think Calvinists believe that, or Reformed people, or Christians believe that a life has to be changed, and it has to be demonstrated in what we do. Jesus, uh, excuse me, John the Baptist told those who were coming to him, bring forth fruits of repentance. Repentance starts in the mind as a result of a change of heart, and then it produces good works, Ephesians 2.10. And before that, before you get to the good works, Ephesians one through Ephesians two one through nine tell us how we got to that place. We were children of the devil, but God, who's rich in mercy, quickened us. He made us alive. How does He do that? He does that through the preaching of the gospel, the glorifying of His Son, the Lord Jesus, Him, His work, and His person. It's the foolishness of preaching that brings men to repentance. And so here's what. Um, uh, Martin Luther went on with. Number three, yet it does not mean solely inner repentance. Such inner repentance is worthless unless it produces various outward mortification of the flesh. The penalty of sin remains as long as the hatred of self, that is, true inner repentance, namely till our entrance into the kingdom of heaven. And he's not talking about, you know, whatever's going on that, that we think uh, is uh, dealing with something that's not us, he's talking about dealing with our own flesh. For we have been translated, as Paul says, out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. You people who don't think you're in the kingdom, um, that's not what the scripture says. And Jesus is king over the entire earth. You people who want to give more to the devil than what he's got, you need to read 1 Corinthians 15. Jesus is ruling and reigning. He's putting all of his enemies under his feet. Even now. He's been doing it for thousands of years. And verse 5, or excuse me, number 5. These are the ones I want to get to. And I don't know what's going on with Kate. Now, I talked to her just before, sent her the link. So I don't know what we're, what we're delay is. But uh, we'll, we'll continue on this because I think this is important. It's Reformation Day. I want to remind God's people of how God worked in the past. Number five, the Pope neither desires nor is able to remit any penalties except those imposed by his own authority of that of the canons. The Pope cannot remit any guilt except by declaring and showing that it has been remitted by God. And how does he do that? Well, he, the only way he can do it is to point to the Scripture. Or to be sure, by remitting guilt in cases reserved to his judgment. If his right to grant remission in these cases were disregarded, the guilt would certainly remain unforgiven. For it is God who remits guilt to no one unless at the same time he humbles him in all things and makes him submissive to the vicar, the priest. Now, again... Some of this language sounds a little strange to us, but again, you have to remember Martin Luther was growing in his he was growing in the grace and the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, and he did that through the Word of God. The reason he even came to put these things on was because he came to that realization that the church was being lied to; they were being deceived, the sheep were being sheared, and so he called this out. This is the really big deal. And a lot of times they'll point to Matthew 18. They'll say, you know, binding on earth, bound in heaven. You'll hear church, people at church say that about just anything. Oh, I bind you, Satan. Well, we're not, that's not what we're called to do. 
You'll hear some of them uh, talk nasty about Satan, and they are, they're stupid. That's a stupid thing to do. And here's why. When we read in the book of Jude, when we read that Michael, the archangel, battled for the body of Moses with the devil, he didn't issue a, a, you know, a condescending word again. He said, the Lord rebuke you. Now, if an angel will do that to the devil, uh, we, ought, we ought to be very careful about how we handle those things, okay? But Matthew 18 deals with, hey, the sin, you, you've got a, sin, a brother who sinned against you. Guess what? Can you forgive him? Yeah. Can you let him know that you've forgiven him? Yeah. You win your brother. You go to him privately. If you won't listen, you take two, you take two or three witnesses, right? You're, you're going to witness to the fact of what's going on. And then if they don't listen there, then you go to the church. And that's where he says, where two or three are gathered in my midst, I'm, or there, where two or three are gathered in my name, I'm there in the midst. That's Matthew 18. That's what the context of that is. It's about church discipline. It's about calling people from sin. It's not about you know, some kind of magical hocus pocus. It's about dealing with the sinning brother. Now, with that said, I've got a caller on the line. And uh, let's see what uh, our caller has to say. Good morning, caller. Well, good morning, Scott. Boy, well, th- <laughs> this is brimstone. You this, missed your calling. There. Yeah, this is Tim. This isn't Scott. Well, you know, oh, this is Scott. Well, whatever. No, it's, this is Tim. Yeah, this I'm is Sons half, of Liberty. I'm only half here, so, uh, okay. uh, you know, people, Christians, look at this. Uh, we're, uh, uh, the Lord is not happy in the, uh, shedding of blood, but at the same time, there are certain things that uh, you're expected to do. One is to protect yourself, protect your family, protect your freedom, and uh, that might require shedding of blood. Okay, uh, what does that have to do know. with what we're talking about here? I don't know if you're aware of it. Okay, but, uh, I, I got I to gotta pause you because, um, look, we appreciate your call. I'm sorry you're on the wrong show. Um, I appreciate your call, but you did this last week. Uh, you called in, and you're not on topic. Um, we're not on Chin- Chinese Buffet. I appreciate your call. I really do. But you got to stick to the topic. We're not talking about any of that stuff. We were actually mentioning Reformation Day. We are talking about the 95 Thesis. And we're going to be talking about um, what's going on there in uh, the UK as well. So, you know, I appreciate the call, but when you call in, stick to the topic. <laughs> you got to stick to the topic. And apparently, you're wanting to speak with Scott about something that you're listening to there. Maybe it's a repeat or not. I don't know because um, I don't know how Scott's show repeats on Red State Talk Radio. But maybe you want to call in with him, and that'll be great. And again, I appreciate your call, but it's not really what we're on. Um, and, uh, so here's what we want to do. Um, I want to continue on with this and uh, guys, by the way, the person that you are seeing in the chat room, uh, by the name of Kate Shimarani is not Kate Shimarani. Um, so part of the issue that I want to deal with, uh, just so you guys know, um, it, it's a troll. He <laughs> is not Kate Shimarani. Yeah. It's not Kate Shimarani. Um, so anyway, uh, yeah, you can tell I real, <laughs> uh, what a joke. I, now I've got to go in here and start dealing with that stuff. So in any case, um, what we want to do is, is I'm going to see what the holdup is. I don't know, um, where they are. 
because I know they were trying to set up because they're going to join us together from the same place. Um, so give me just one moment. We're on live radio here, and I probably should have had this, but um, what we're going to do is just uh, put this person in timeout, and that way we don't have to deal with them because that person's a troll, and all they do is go around and they uh, mock Kate and they attack her. They don't bring anything real to the discussion or anything like that. And I wish there was a, a quicker way to do this, but for whatever reason, um, not able to do it at this at this time. So if I see it during this, then we'll keep them out, out of the chat. Uh, in any case, oh, she's going to be speaking today at a truth telethon, according to Joy. Okay, I haven't seen that. Uh, I got to talk with her briefly the other day, and we were going to cover some things of what's going on there. The UK is using... Um, they're they're actually dealing with some stuff as far as her her own son against her and um you know it's a, it's a really sad thing when they want the BBC wants to take and use your children against you i mean it really is a sad thing in any case um let me continue on this road until they get on um yes we're going to we're going to talk about that um and and deal with that as well um uh, but um, it's rather interesting to me that uh, we continue to have certain people who want to come in to the chat who have been banned uh, because, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to deal with that, you know. Uh, Muhammad Shafiq, you're another one. You're another troll that's on here. And uh, it was about her son, and you'll be, ha- you'll be interested to know that her siblings are not happy with him either. Let me tell you something. If you got a kid that will turn on you who think he, he is advancing something, he's being a useful idiot. Who will embarrass you in front of everybody, he's being a useful idiot. Just like you, Muhammad. Just like you. Being a useful idiot. So we're going to talk about that here in just a second. Uh, we've got another caller uh, calling in, and it looks like they're calling in from Washington. Uh, Sam, is that you? Uh, my name is Michael. Oh, Michael. Okay, it says Sam McKenzie. I don't know why. Maybe the voice thing picked it up wrong. Go ahead. Hey, how are you doing this morning? I love you guys' ministry. God bless you guys. Hey, thank you. We appreciate your call, too. Okay, so the, the reason I'm calling is you guys have educated me a lot, and I'm thankful for that. And I find out that there's like 1,100 candidates. Is that This is correct, right? Yeah, I think, I think the number is about 1,156 that we're running for president this year. Yep. Okay, I think maybe we could pray about I mean, if we still have the power of social media, could we endorse a candidate, somebody with a good-sized pulpit like what you guys have? If you guys could could find a constitutionalist candidate, maybe you could – you know, you're not choosing our vote for us, but I mean, you guys yeah. have the, I mean, we're, we're the same of spirit. We're the same of mind because we're Christians. Mm. If you guys could find one in the doors, one, maybe, maybe that could help us who are looking for someone else to vote for. I mean, we have social media. Maybe we could do something here. It might be too late this year, but. Well, I, I think, I think that's true. Um, I think that, that the ability to do that is there. Uh, we've had constitution party candidate, uh, Don Blankenship. I haven't voted for, either of the two left or rights um, since uh, for 2,000 years. Um, Let's see what we got here. Uh, Got a little problem with something else going on. Um, The 
the issue with uh, for me was I've I've not voted in two decades for Republican or Democrat at the presidential level. Um, in some cases where the Constitution Party has been available, this is me personally. Um, I have done something different. I have uh, dealt with the fact that uh, neither one of those guys are really producing anything. There's a handful of them who stand for the Constitution. So we've had Don Blankenship on. We had uh, Al Pisano, who's running for governor of North Carolina, on. Um, he's with the Constitution Party. Yesterday we had Kevin Hayes. He's running for U.S. Senate out of North Carolina as well. And, um, you know, I'd have other people. I had Lee Newton Rhodes on. Now, Lee is one. He's a Democrat. He's a blue dog Democrat. He, the, in fact, his friends say, well, why don't you go be a, a Republican? You're so conservative. I mean, he's more conservative than the Republicans are in many cases. He asked why we're, why we're murdering any babies. Uh, he doesn't believe there should be any restrictions on people's gun rights. or And there are several things. And there are things, you know, he, he's learning too. But his is wanting to take the social media, and he believes that uh, people could make that happen, and he doesn't have to deal with any of this stuff as far as um, uh, the election laws, as far as money and stuff like that. He's saying, if you support me, do what you're talking about right there. Get something going on on social media. Make friends with Lee. Maybe talk to him. See what you think. Yeah, he's got the label of Democrat, but the only reason he keeps the label, he says, is I want to give these guys an opportunity um, to speak out. And, and and give a different message in the Democrat uh, arena than what than everything you hear there. So while the Democrats are giving everything away, he wants to say, no, let's stick to the Constitution. It's kind of interesting. So, yeah, there are lots of people, but, but the issue is, is that what we've tried to make it is so that people could see that. Uh, the reason that, that maybe we don't give an endorsement is largely because we're not going to be held to, to that particular issue. Now, I'll tell you, I will be going with the Constitution Party. That's just the way I've been doing that. And the reason I do it is because the Constitution Party holds their candidates to the Constitution. For instance, we got from Kevin, the guy who was running for the Senate down here against Lindsey Graham, who was supposed to be a Constitution Party, sold out and started endorsing Lindsey Graham. You know if you're doing that, you're, you're, you're a plant if you're part of the Constitution Party because they hold you to that. They'll cut the ties with you if you go off on, on that kind of a thing. So me personally, that's what I do. Uh, I can't speak for the Sons of Liberty as an organization, but I, I'll tell you, me personally, that's where I'll go. And you know what? If Don Blankenship becomes president, uh, he gets the same kind of treatment that I'll treat Donald Trump, that I treated Obama with, and that is you're coming to the issue of the Constitution. You're the one asking for the vote. You're the one who says you're going to uphold it. And so... Yeah, he doesn't endorse constitutional judges, Seawolf. <laughs> he really doesn't. <laughs> um, you ought to look at their records instead of just listening to what everybody tells you. Um, and so I, that's part of the issue of, um, that I have, even with what's going on uh, with Donald Trump. And I'm um, going to pop somebody out of there again because YouTube doesn't give me the opportunity to do the other, but I can do this all day, guys, if you want to keep doing what you want to do. Um, anything else you want to add there? Um, I just Is there a member of the Constitution Party running for president? There is. His name is Don Blankenship. The- well, he, look, here's the thing. This is, what we're trying to, this is what we're trying to tell people. Our founding fathers warned us about a uh, two-party uh, system, Okay. And in that two-party system, it's John Adams called it a great evil. 
and they're working that on the people. The two parties are writing the laws that keep all anybody else from speaking out to being engaged. I mean, look, can you imagine if a third party person, I don't, I don't even care if it was a green party, I, I, even though I don't really endorse that. Can you imagine having a third viewpoint thrown into that first debate of Pee Wee Herman, I know you are, but what am I? Uh, debate that went on. It wasn't a debate. It was a, it was, it was a playground you know, temper tantrum. Can you imagine having that? But they don't allow that. So the Constitution Party used to be the third largest um, party in the United States. Now they're the fifth largest. The third largest is now the Libertarian Party. And the Libertarian Party is in, I think, 24 states or something like that. Constitution Party is in 14. So I tell people, you want to start working up and get like-minded people that actually hold to the Constitution? You're going to have to get out there and do it in your state. You're going to have to work to get the signatures to build that up so that you can have them on the ballot. Uh, we have them on the ballot here in South Carolina. I know I'm. they have them on the ballot in North Carolina. And, again, there's like, I think, 12 other states that they're on. They used to be in more than half the country easily. But, uh, but it's the, the people's got to make it happen. And if the people don't make it happen, then their voices really are silenced and they're, they're left to this whole thinking of, well, I just got to vote the lesser of two evils, for which the Christian I asked, were you told to vote, were you to, told to support evil? You're called to expose it, not support it. So uh, I, I don't know if that answers your question, but it's got to come from the people. It does, it does. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I see Trump as a, he's just straight up Democrat, and I, I am not putting my stamp of approval on his LGBT agenda. I'm just not doing it. That highly offends God, and I can't understand all these Christians saying, you know, he's also deceiving them on the whole abortion issue. I mean, sure. he's still funding Planned Parenthood. It's just I'm blown away by the amount of deception. He is a he is a powerful man of deception, that's for sure. He's very intelligent, and it's just it's horrible times because I'm not voting for either of them. There ain't no way. I'm going to stand before God one day, and I'm not going to have that added on my belt loop. You know. Well, I I think that's I think that's Anyways, true. Not- yeah, I think that's true that we that our vote when we go in the voting booth, the only people that know our vote unless we talk about it is us and God, and that's who we have to give an account for. You know, and if we're going to continue to justify our sin and the sinfulness of our nature or our nation because we want to justify the vote in that way. Well, God sees that, guys, and I think this is the thing where, you know, there has to be repentance among God's people, um, that, that we have to do that. And so uh, I think you make a good point there. And then there's other pastors that are that are telling people, well, we just got to obey government, and they're taking Romans 13 way out of context, hmm. or they're using a time of back when, when Rome had taken over Israel, but they're not putting it in context of our time and this nation that godly, you know, men have handed down to us. So actually to just obey the to government that is going against the Constitution is actually, I see it as being anti-biblical because we're still within mm-hmm. the law yep. to not wear a face mask. We're still within the law to not submit to this. Sure. So I'm just, anyways, that's all I got. God bless you guys. <laughs> yeah, thank you for your call. Good to hear from you, man. Thank you, too. Bye-bye. All right. There he goes, and uh, we appreciate that call as well. Um, now, there's a question in the in chat. Okay, so, um, you know, let, let me address a question we got in the chat. And, I, again, I don't know what's happened with Kate and him because I just spoke with her. Oh, yeah, we're getting – I don't know if, if uh, she's waiting on Kevin to come over there. She's going over there, but they were going to do the, the live stream from their place. So I apologize. I don't know what's going on as to whether they're not here yet. But we'll continue on this road here a little bit. There's a question. 
Uh, Donald Trump went before the U.N. Now I'm getting on something else. I was going to do the 95 Thesis Reformation thing. But let me address it. Uh, Donald Trump went before the U.N., said he denounced globalism. What are you guys referring to? Well, let me, let me ask you something. Is it important to you what somebody says or what they do? James 2 talks about the fact that devils believe. He says, you believe there's a God. You do well. The devils believe and tremble. There's lots of people that say they believe in God. They don't tremble. They don't repent. They don't speak forth the word of God. They don't bring forth fruits of repentance. They don't do any of that. So when you have Donald Trump, he gives great speeches at the UN, calling them out, continues to fund them. That's funding globalism, believe it or not. That's funding global globalism. The UN has been led since its inception by socialists and communists, never a person of liberty. Never. You can't show me one of them. And the current guy in there is a socialist too. Okay? And yet, we continue to fund the UN. Now, that's by something that Congress has put forth, but you don't see Donald Trump getting us out of that. You remember he talked about getting out of NATO, saying, oh, it's obsolete. Then when he gets in there, what does he do? Flip-flops on that. Oh, we got to have NATO. I want to get everybody to pay their fair share. But we keep doing that. He's pushed the USMCA. That's globalism. No, it's not. It gives us jobs. It gives you, at best, less than 200,000 jobs. But what it sells you out is your sovereignty. Because it establishes, basically, what the CFR has been trying to do, and this is what I called Ted Cruz's wife out for, Heidi Cruz, over her economic part in setting up the North American Union. So don't tell me that he's against globalism. He may say that, but that's not what he's doing. Oh, and that stimulus where you got your $1,200 check? Um, bankers, businesses, corporations. While your businesses are being shut down, America, all those corporations, the elites that you hear about, that we used to restrict in this country to, I think it was 10 years, and then they had to reapply. Now, I think a lot of that was to do to make sure we're not getting a bunch of uh, subversives in business to do that. No, I, I, I agree. See, Wolf, I, I, I know you're asking. I'm not trying to bash you or anything. I'm just saying, look at what's going on there. Look beyond the rhetoric that's said. On some things he's done. Look, I, um, uh, somebody mentioned the, uh, the funding. I think the caller just mentioned the funding of Planned Parenthood. You know, I went back, somebody asked me on Facebook, on my personal page, they said, well, didn't he do some stuff, you know, that defunded Planned Parenthood? Yes. It was interesting. I went back and read it. This, I think this was in 2017. And I went back and read what I had written. And this was when he defunded the foreign money going to Planned Parenthood. And then he came along and he did the Title X thing. Now, that didn't defund Planned Parenthood by itself, but what it did is it made a bunch of hoops, and Planned Parenthood said, we're not going to do that for $60 million. But they didn't need to because they were trading off for $100 million more every year of Donald Trump's presidency than what Obama was signing off on. And I apologize for the noise in the back. Everybody's up here. But those were things that were going on. So when this is happening, um, we, we have to look towards... Yeah, not the domestic funding. He's still funding that. More than $600 million every year he's been in office. And, you know, this is something that gets to, and, and I can tie this into Reformation Day because, um, hang on just a second. 
Guys, we're on the radio. Thank you. Um, so let me tie this in with what Luther's talking about. He's talking about uh, inner repentance is worthless unless it produces various outward mortifications of the flesh. Now, we've heard that Donald Trump went from a Presbyterian, okay, from a church that's really bad Presbyterian. I mean, they have open sodomites and lesbians teaching their Sunday school now. Um to being a non-denominational Christian. And I hit on that. It wasn't an attack on other Christians of different denominations. It wasn't that. It was just saying, this is my experience of what I've seen uh, going on there. Well, if you're repentant, how in the world can you continue to knowingly sign legislation that is sending money to murder the most innocent Americans we have in in, in our country? How can you do that? I mean, that's the question you would have to ask him. And if he tells you he isn't doing it, I can show you the reports where he is. He claims to be the most pro-life president ever in history. And, and the media puts it out. The, 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 the quote-unquote conservative media puts that out. That's a self-proclamation that is not true. Let me give you an instance. <laughs> Let me give you, for instance, George Washington. Did he ever fund or support the murder of the unborn ever in his life? No. What about all, you know, I don't know, far more than half of the presidents? Did any of them ever support it? No. Did they fund it? Did they sign legislation for it? Did many Congress people who served our country, did they fund it? Now, they may have been evil people who were in office, but did many of them do it? No. So when, when you hear, oh, this is the most probably, no, it's not. That is deceptive. No, it's fine. I, I, again, I, I'm not uh, trying, trying to bash you. I was just trying to answer what you'd put forward, and I appreciate the, the input there, See, Wolf. We, we appreciate people who come in, and look, even if you disagree, uh, I encourage people to call in, 215-TALK-TALK, 215-867-8255. We'll have a discussion. I, I don't have a problem with that. Um, and I see Gent, Southern Gent is in there. He and I have been going... One day we're going to get him on the radio. You guys will like you'll like him. He's very knowledgeable about history, and he's just a good brother to talk with. We had a long conversation last night. And part of the issue is, is that people don't want to know the real history of America, and they don't really want to try to be consistent. Look, we may not be perfectly consistent, but we aim to be consistent no matter who's in office, whether it's a president, a congressman, a governor, a mayor, or whoever, is to say, here's the law. Here's the law. The law is the standard. Actually, Jesus is the standard where people are writing laws, pretend, sometimes pretended law, and calling it law under the color of law. That's the problem. There's a, there's a real issue with that. Um, so let me continue on with this. Uh, since I'm covered, I should have just called this Reformation Day. <laughs> but again, we were, we were ready. Show off the T-shirt. Necessity. You can pick this up in the Sons of Liberty um, store. Necessity is the plea for every infringement of human freedom. It is the argument of tyrants. It is the creed of slaves, William Penn the Younger. You can pick these up in our store. I think there's, I think there's two colors uh, in there, or several colors. I'm not sure. There, we had some new shirts in there. Go to sonsoflibertymedia.com. Right across the top there, there's a button you can click for store. You can pick up this shirt. You can pick up some of our other new shirts. Um, uh, the coward shirt. The cowards won't uh, uh, save the republic. 
Um, so yeah, if you want to if you want to do that, check it out. In fact, if you're watching the video platform, uh, the link is down in the video description just for the store. You can you can go pick you one of those up today, and um, yep, wear that. And I usually have a different one on every day. So thank you for that reminder there in the chat. Let me see. Um, really, really, some of these people. You know, sometimes you get people who are so vile, they attack people, and then they come in, and they put some of the most vile stuff in here while claiming that they are superior to others. This person posing as Kate Shimerani uh, is a fraud and in the chat, so you guys uh, just block them uh, as far as what they're doing. It's really a shame. Uh, sick people out there, just sick people out there. Um, I think many of these people are jealous for what Kate has done, that she's taken a stand, she's outing, she's outing these liars, because many of these people who have these accounts on YouTube, uh, they're in that profession. They're in the profession, they're in the medical community, and they don't like being outed as liars and frauds. Okay, And that's, that's really what's going on. Let me hit on this other issue here. And this has to do with the 95 Thesis. Let's get back to that, uh, since I'm going to probably have to retitle the show uh, here for whatever reason is going on. Luther called out the Pope, and then he, he contrasts that. God remits guilt to no one unless at the same time he humbles him in all things and makes him submissive to the vicar, the priest. And, um, you know, this, again, there are things with Luther that he had to grow out of. Some people will say, well, you're anti-Catholic, as though I'm anti-Catholic, individual Catholics and stuff. And I've actually run across some Catholics who actually hold to the real gospel. It's, it's pretty incredible. Um, and uh, that's one of the interesting things about uh, what's going on with uh, a lot of this. Let's see what we're doing here. Having to deal with some liars and such in the chat. And um, so there those guys go. And um, here's the thing. He even saw this as this submitting to this kind of stuff. And he would, I think he would later come out from some of that. You see, all of our Reformation forefathers were Roman Catholics. They were Roman Catholics. They came out of it. And by exposing what the Bible said, okay, um, they were able to then break the back of the tyranny that Rome had, the, the grip that it had on Europe. People don't realize what a powerful punch that was. And I remember reading Luther at one time. If you've read Luther, you know he can be a little crude sometimes <laughs> uh, in, in some of his statements. But he said, it was God who did it. I did nothing. I sat at the pub and drank beer, sitting with his friends. He was German. And God tore down the papacy. That's what he said. Did he deny that he was a useful tool in the master's hand? No. But he's saying, you want to see the work? It came from God. It came from God. 
And, um, you know, it, it, it's pretty incredible. It really, it really is what took place in the Reformation. And then you had people who were doing the same thing. John Calvin, who was, um, you know, well, he, he was coming up at that time, too. And when he had the issue of when he read Martin Luther's Bondage of the Will. Now, if you guys don't really understand, if all you know is the 95 Thesis, okay, if that's all you know about the Reformation, you need to do yourself a favor. Get the Bondage of the Will by Martin Luther. Okay? Get the Bondage of the Will by Martin Luther. And he goes to the issue that's at the center of a lot of this anti-gospel, and that is this idea of free will. Your will is never completely free. It's driven by something all the time. It's never free. And um, and I could give you numerous examples of that. I mean, I, I really could. Uh, but your, your, your will is driven by what you think, by um, outside forces that pressure you. And so this becomes, you know, a bit of a problem for a lot of people to deal with because they want to be free. They think they're free. It's like the Pharisees that Jesus spoke to. They said, oh, we're free. We've never been in bondage to anybody. And they were under the Roman thumb at the time they were uttering that out of their mouths. So, well, actually, no, Seawolf. Read the commands of God, the third commandment. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. And for a man not to be able to control his tongue, James says that tongue set on fire. He's got to learn to control his tongue. So that's a, this is a big issue. This is not hate. This is calling people to repentance. And this is what, this is what Martin Luther was getting at, was that God gives grace freely and he gives repentance freely. He's not just... <laughs> no, I get that. I get that. But it is, there is an issue to where there's no repentance of it. That's what I'm getting at. There's no repentance of those things. It's just continually being doing. And um, I love how these people uh, keep putting their uh, jabs at Kate, but they're blocked and it's not showing wasting your time (laughs) Uh, the penitential canons this is again from Luther penitential canons are imposed only on the living and according to the canons themselves nothing should be imposed on the dying therefore the Holy Spirit through the Pope is kind to us insofar as the Pope in his decrees always makes exception of the articles of death and of necessity see some of these things is going to come across Different to people because they're going, well, wait a minute, I don't, I don't believe in these things. I don't hold to these things, this, that, and the other. Um, but these are part of his 95 Thesis. He says, the priests act ignorantly and wickedly, who in the case of the dying reserve canonical penalties for purgatory. Well, it's because they're using extra biblical books to come to the conclusion that there's a purgatory. Jesus never spoke about a purgatory. The apostles never spoke about a purgatory. The Old Testament didn't speak about a purgatory. None of that. You're either among the wicked or you're among the righteous. And if you're in the righteous, okay, 
if you're in the in with the righteous, then you don't go to a place of torment. Then you've really got a you've really got a problem in your theology. I'm sorry, I'm reading some of the um, some of the things in here uh, in the chat, and that's because some people have no um, consideration. They're trolls, and uh, they have no consideration for other people. No consideration that they're spewing forth their venom and their vomit. Um, in the chat room, when there could be children there. It's real adult of you guys. You're like those guys in the MeWe chat that Southern Gent and I deal with. They come in there, and they spew their profanity. They just spew it out and call themselves conservative. You bring the Bible to bear. You bring the Constitution to bear. And what do you get? Well, you get... that you get the hatred you get all of that that comes out all right so i went on for 50 minutes here on the 95 thesis remember this is reformation day we're keeping up with that uh we want you guys to remember that celebrate god's goodness see what he's done in the past okay and with that said now i'm going to be able to monitor things a little more instead of back and forth and i do i do apologize that i've had to break up for some of the trolls that have showed up in there and with that said we're going to bring on uh kate shimarani and uh dr kevin corbett they are there together i think uh, kate's going to have to flip her um camera around so that we get a, a a wider picture there and um uh we'll we'll try to deal with with that in this in the same in the same way um and okay all right great okay you guys got that set up thank you so much and I'm going to be bringing up the window here. You guys who are listening by Red State Talk Radio, I know it's late that we're getting to this, but uh, if you want to hang on, we're going to cover several things for just a little bit. And we're going to get some, uh, as soon as my system here starts working. <laughs> Boy, when you want things to, this is live radio, <laughs> live video too. And, um, okay, guys, we're... See if we can get you guys unmuted on that end. All right. There we go. All right. And this is Dr. Kevin Corbett. Good to see you, Kevin and uh, Kate. And glad that you guys could could join us. I guess you you guys just wanted to have brunch there or something or afternoon tea or something. Huh? <laughs> well, I, I've got this T-shirt on, um, Tim. I don't know if you can see. Okay. <laughs> Oh, shake hands, hug, and kiss, and what? You won't be muzzled. You, you, these are the do's and the do nots in the uh, in the tyranny of COVID mask wearing, right? <laughs> great, great. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. Um, we're going to carry over. We've got about seven minutes left in the show. So you guys listening by Red State, we're going to stop just a couple of min- a couple of seconds before the show to close out the show, and then what we're going to do after that is we're going to take and. Uh, uh, continue on with Kate and uh, Dr. Corbett, and I'm going to have to work in the midst of it. 
uh, to hold over there, but, but we want to get this information out. Uh, again, some of you have seen some of the trolls on the Sons of Liberty page that we've had to be kicking off. You'll probably see them on the other one. I think I, I blocked some of them on the other one. I haven't got to do that over here. So uh, they're attacking uh, this issue with Kate's son. We're going to let her speak out on that and uh, and deal with it. And um, uh, so with you guys, I'm going to turn it over to you guys to, um, as I put this person in timeout, I'm going to turn it over to you guys to uh, tell us what's going on there in the UK. You're on. Can you hear me? Yep, I can hear you. Good. Uh, good morning. Good morning. Hang on, we're, we're getting you all. Um, <laughs> sorry, this is me trashing it. You know, this is like. Hang on. This is because the this is because the fascist bully boy police have still got my uh, laptop. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, you're up. So um, we waited. Everybody's been waiting in the chat room for you guys. And uh, go for it. We're, we're talking about UK tyranny that's going on. We're going to talk about the vaccines, what's going on with the with the uh, virus, and also the situation that happened with your son. Okay. So before we start, because this is a Christian channel. Can I just read you something? Please. Yep. So this is from Exodus 3, 5. Do not come any closer, God said. Take off your sandals, for the place where you are standing is holy ground. Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. That's from 1 Corinthians six nineteen. So I think... Uh, I think with everything that's going on right now, and we talked about this, the last chapter of James, when you know something to be true, you have a duty. We must say it. It would almost be sinful not to say it. And, um, you know, just just going on to my son, and I'll get that out of the way first. He's my firstborn child. I was aware that um, it was coming. And there is right at the end of the interview, there's one quote from myself about, what conspiracy theorist is and it's really it's uh anyone that doesn't agree or doesn't uh go along the same line as what the uh controllers are saying which is deeply disturbing so as for my son um i forgive him god forgives so who am i not to forgive and i just hope in time because he knows he's lied and that he will forgive himself and i'm sure he will because right now he's being used uh, by those who are part of the whole narrative. But this is what it says in the Bible as well. And um, uh, the devil does this. The devil will take those that you love and that are close to you and use them. And it says in scripture as well about, you know, children betraying their parents. And we've seen this in history with Hitler's youth. We've seen it in, in uh, Stalin's Russia. We've seen this in Venezuela. We've seen this everywhere. So this is just one of the age-old tools that the devil uses and the devil's time here is running out his his authority on this earth is running out and he wants as many souls as possible so it's our job to to tell people what we know um, which is god's way and that's what god's waiting for he's overseeing all of this and he can stop this at any time and what we saw with kate and the bbc um, the vulgar BBC um, piece on her is just like what happened in East Germany and in the Soviet bloc era countries where family and friends were enlisted to denounce people 
because they spoke out against the government narrative. And this is exactly the same uh, as what's happened in other countries under other totalitarian regimes. You had the same thing in Soviet Russia. You had the scientists and you had the politicians that were against the government. They were denounced. They were put in public domain. Their families came out against them. And the same language was used, as you saw on the BBC programme the other day, where people asked to renounce and repent their sins, and the sin being that they came out against the government narrative or the government view on something. And even when they renounced and repented, they still were killed or put into the gulag. So that's a load of rubbish. And basically, it's a very cheap move on behalf of the BBC to do this. They undoubtedly had help from Metropolitan Police and MI5 because they had Kate's electronic equipment, had access to all her contacts, and they're able to co-opt her son into this public um, denunciation, which actually we've had lots of reports this week has actually backfired on the BBC and is what we call an own goal because they've advertised Kate's views widely, much further than, than perhaps other other channels could have done on the mainstream media. Well, you know, so, can I add something to that, what you said? We often say that here at the Sons of Liberty, and that is that let their cruelty swell our ranks. They give you yeah. a bigger platform than they, they think that they're attacking you, but they're actually giving you a better a bigger platform to, to speak the truth because people who don't know will listen and they'll go, well, I'll form my own opinion. We've got somebody in the chat room saying, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I'm just an observer of reality. <laughs> so I think that's exactly what goes on. Their attacks, though they're they are cruel to you, even in the point of using your own son, the fact is they give you a bigger platform than you had before. They're, they're, they're so confused by the devil that they just, God uses, uh, he, he works all things for good for those who love him or are called according to his purpose, Romans 8.28, and that's what he's doing here with you guys. It's, it's if you'll be faithful in the trial, that's the issue. If you be faithful in that, you see it through to the end. And you know, Tim, uh, on the back of that, I've had a few documentary makers contact me uh, the ITN, ITV has contacted me. They want me to do a new segment with them going out to 11 counties. So um, people are asking me, I sent you a podcast that I did with Sky this week. Um, so it is, people are wanting to know who I am and my history. And it's, I'm not going to, uh, every family, every family in this day and age has had issues. Okay, and, hang, hang, you know, hang, I, hang on, let me, let me close out the show real quick. Guys, if you want to catch us on you're on Red State Talk Radio. Jump over to YouTube, Facebook, DLive, Periscope, any of those. And then we'll see you on Monday. Have a great weekend. Great Lord's Day. Adios. I just see what's happening. Okay. All right. Um, okay. So if you guys uh, are joining Tim, us from. Tim. Yes. Tim. You know what we just realized happened? What? It's the time. The clocks have changed here. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, that's why you guys are late. You're forgiven. So we thought we we do one o'clock, <laughs> but one o'clock for us. You're still you you, you didn't realize the times changed. So now That's we're four, now we're four hours between each other, not five, right? Ah, uh, so you so that's why you thought we were late, and we thought we were. You on were time. late. You were late. <laughs> so for us, it's just gone one o'clock. It's one o'clock here, so we're bang on time. <laughs> One o'clock as usual, but you you wanted us on at twelve o'clock. 
<laughs> now, Tim's Tim's mistake. Sorry about that, Tim. I didn't realize. Tim, we didn't realize the clocks have ch- the clocks changed last week for us. It's okay. You know, I was reading uh, for Reformation Day. I was reading from Martin Luther's ninety five thesis. So, um, you know, just to kind of joke, your your sins are yes. absolved, my child. Uh, any of that kind of stuff. No, it, it's it's no problem. We made it through, and I think the. The hitting on the 95 Thesis, reminding people it's Reformation Day and what God has done in the past, applies here too. If, pe- if his people would be faithful here in this, they'll see the same result. Just as Martin Luther broke the back of the papacy uh, and yeah. the Reformers did that, the people can do that here if they'll stand in the truth. Uh, I think God will give them the victory if they're repentant and they're going to stand in the truth. Mm. So go ahead. So, um... Yeah, no, it's it's interesting. You know, I got taken off Twitter yesterday mm. <laughs> just for uh, for putting down. Uh, the reason they took me off was because I listed the side effects of a vaccine, mm. the new vaccine. Yeah. But also other people retweeted that tweet and they haven't been targeted yet. So this is discriminatory. They're focusing on Kate and they're focusing on her for the reason that She's the natural-born leader of any movement that's against the government narrative because she has the, the intellect, she has the brains, she has the persona, the public persona, uh, unrehearsed, an authentic persona that will convey the message to the public. And therefore, she's incredibly dangerous to the authorities here, and that's why they'd like to silence her. Well, I think that's exactly what's going on. But again, in trying to silence, they're giving a bigger voice, and uh, I think that's that's the issue that has to be that has to be kept. You see that even when uh, Jesus and the disciples would go do what they were doing, they thought they were silencing them, and all they were doing was adding to their message. I mean, they didn't even have media and stuff. They were adding to their message by drawing attention to them. If they didn't think you were a threat, they wouldn't do anything. They'd just go, let that crazy person go on and do whatever they're going to do. But they yeah, make a big issue out of it. Got, and they're trying to we've, – we've done some uh, – we're the medical revolutionaries, so we've been doing uh, really short videos, taking each um, small piece of uh, science and breaking it down for the common man, and they can watch it. And then they're armed with the right information to give their families, you know, about the, breaking down the PCR test, breaking down the mask breaking down was it science or politics. The other thing as well is um, on the news here, we watched the news yesterday mm. and uh, it's the propaganda is profound. Mm. Um, it's, it's like fear porn. So for me, and, and I will say this straight out, the government and the mainstream media are guilty of two very serious crimes. And One is terrorism and one is terrorism with intent to commit genocide because on the news, it was all uh, more corona, people being admitted to hospital, testing positive for corona. And of course, they're not telling you heart attacks, heart disease, lung disease, diabetes, cancer. Yeah, yeah. uh, they test you all on the way in. So they're saying that everyone is that. And the other thing that's really important, they put um, a man... Uh, wheeling out on a gurney a dead body so they're just showing the public the feet now kevin and i have both seen dead bodies i've seen people very physically traumatized you know with with physical traumas Um, and i've seen terminations i've seen death from the beginning to the end 
And so we're probably not shocked by that. But for the public watching a man wheeling a body out on a gurney, and then they've got the embalming equipment talking about how they're going to embalm this. And of course, the World Health Organization said, you don't embalm COVID-19. They don't get buried. They get incinerated, bag, tag and burn. So again, this is terrorizing the public Mm. to show people. And it was... Very staged. 8.30 at night. Yeah, very staged. Very staged managed. Of course, it was the BBC. I think. Oh, yeah, the, the bullcrap channel. The, the BBC. And it was very staged, very hysterical, and very, very fear-based. And that's the message they're putting out to the public here in the UK. They want people to knuckle down into another lockdown. They want us to become like battery hens in our own homes. So we'll be locked in. We'll take the vax and the drugs and whatever else they want to throw at us. And basically, it's breeding a lot of dissent. And you can see it now in the mainstream media. It's changing slowly. Uh, As you said, Tim, there are very, very biblical references, uh, parallels here in the scripture and in the Bible that we need to refer to. Because, you know, this this has all been well known. It's all been... Uh, you know, we've been here before in different eras and we can learn from the Bible. <laughs> and we can take, we can draw great strength from that. And I think that that's what we're doing here, really. We're, you know, all, all the people that are opposing this, whatever, wherever they are on the spectrum of acquiescence or the spectrum of dissent, they have got to draw great strength from each other as well as from you know, the biblical text, really. Well, I, I agree with that. I agree with that. So what's happening now as far as the propaganda? Let's, you know, Kate, you wanted an opportunity to speak out uh, with uh, the BBC's reference. Let me bring that up uh, for the people who've um, who've not seen that. Uh, I had this in here, and I wanted to bring it up so that you could reference what went on. You, The, the BBC came out. I mean, this is how underhanded they are. They bring out their own, her, her own son. Uh, coronavirus, how my mom became a conspiracy theory influencer. Now, do you want to address some of this? Uh, I know that you wanted to address some of it, and I told you you could do that. Do you want to address exactly what's going on and then how um, uh, you know, your other children have responded to what your son Sebastian had, had said here? What do, what do you think is going on? Well, first of all... Um my phone wasn't in my possession and there were text messages from myself to my son and I was told that this was going to go ahead and I made a statement about conspiracy theorists and just because we don't agree with what their controllers are saying that we are labelled conspiracy theorists and I found this deeply disturbing. Um, As for my son, you know, he's a very gifted young man. He went to Eton and he went to LSE, London School of Economics, and he did... uh, PPE, politics, philosophy and economics, to go into banking and politics. He's been on the MASH report. He's done many interviews. He was in Speaker's Corner. He has conservative values. Now, all of these are very important because he, if he's approached and he wants a political career, um, I watched the interview and there was a lot of um, misinformation in there. But what I also noticed was um, my barrister read the newspapers which took the interview and it was slightly different to what was on the news um you know and he said he said lies in there 
And so what they've done, and, and he clearly, look, he's 21. He's very beautiful to look at. Very beautiful, very handsome young man. He's also extremely articulate and um, very pr well presented. But he, uh, he's intelligent, uh, very intelligent, always was, and I'm very proud of him. But he is only 21. And at that age, we all think we're invincible. It's the folly of youth. We think we're smarter than the generation that came before and the generation that came after. But the one thing at 21 that we don't have is experience of life. And it's very different, the school of life. We realize that people don't play by the rules. We realize that the outcomes often aren't what we expected. And we learn how to deal with them. We learn how to anticipate many different possible outcomes. He doesn't know that yet. And so in time, I know that my son will regret this. Now, I forgave him immediately. One, because I'm a mother, but two, God forgives us. So who am I not to forgive? But he has to forgive himself. And he, he's, you know, he's forever going to be remembered and it's going to bite him on the backside, which is very bad that the BBC have used him. And he won't realise this yet, that in the career that he wants, he needs the people to trust him. And he's done the ultimate sin. He's betrayed his mother and the mother, Ima, the foundation. And he's just sold his mother for 30 pieces of silver. So this will always be put to him his entire life. So that's, uh, you know, my other son. Obviously, he's, he's pulled all of my children into the arena. My daughter's cringing. Um, she, she likes to live a quiet life. She's embarrassed, but of course it's caused problems there. My other son was the only one of the four of them who said, you must feel betrayed, it's so disloyal, you, or you must be hurt. But he doesn't want to be known. He doesn't want to be pulled into this. And he said, I didn't say that to Sebastian. So um, whatever he did say, you know, it's been taken out of context. And then, you know, Mick Stott, who's been on the show, watched it and actually contacted me and said this it's a dichotomy that it's incongruent it, it's all over the place so I felt very sad for my son but um this of course will I don't mind I'm I'm not hiding and I've let it all the dust will settle today's news is tomorrow's chip paper the truth will out but they've used my son and he will see that and and I will continue um and for for a news station to do this, it's literally, as you said, it's a bit of an own goal. You know, they've, no publicity is bad publicity. Um, and, and I've survived it and I'll continue to survive it and we'll continue to press on. Yeah, you know, I'm uh, the, just to let the trolls know in the uh, in the chat, guys. You can Ooh, waste your you can is, waste your. Who's the trolls? Tell us. Oh, the one using your name. I'm sh pretty sure you could probably bring a lawsuit uh, there. And uh, uh, Muhammad, sh sh what's his name? Oh, we we just want to say. So yeah, Muhammad, I, I'm, I'm just saying you. Your video spoofs. Yeah, they, it, all yeah, your it, views, uh, Muhammad. Your yeah. views <laughs> are not the public. They're all of us lot. <laughs> when we are sitting there overwhelmed with what we're being told as the medical revolutionaries, people whistleblowing to us, we all, myself, Mark, Kevin, Lee, 
Uh, Fiona, lots of us, we watch your videos and we laugh so so much. They are very funny. Yep. So thank you. Yeah, yeah. It, they and don't realize again. So this time spent on them. Yeah. yeah, your your editing is so fantastic. When you feel that you're ready to come off the dark side and repent yeah. of your sins, because we do know what your sins yeah. are. We have said them on air. When you are ready, because I forgive you, because God forgives you. Please do give us an email and come and work for us. Well, let's 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 be clear about that. Superb. God God forgives them if they're willing to repent. Otherwise, they remain under the condemnation because they remain in unbelief. So, guys, you know, you can waste your time and your energy doing all this stuff in here, and I don't mind cooking the thing off. I can't do the change off for the permanent, but we'll take care of that after the show. But uh I, you know, you can waste your time. You can waste your energy doing that. Um, you know, doing the devil's work if that's what you want to do and drawing attention to yourself as though you're better than somebody, whatever, without any evidence to the to the contrary. Um, happy to click the little button. It it just takes that that quick just to knock oh, out all that paid. energy that you they're put probably in. paid. They, oh, I'm sure they are. They're attention whores being paid probably by yeah. Brigade 77. But they don't realize that they're actually giving us more uh, viewers. Yes. But, and and satire, you know, when the minute you make it onto satire, even splitting image, the minute you make it to satire, you know, you're somebody, it's like somebody said to me, oh my goodness, you're on Wikipedia and they've written something terrible. Do you want to go on and edit it? No, I don't. I don't care. The fact that I've made it onto Wikipedia is hilarious. Well, it's kind of hilarious now. The the woman or the person using the Kate Shimerani on the YouTube there uh, continues to post links to Pornhub, if that tells you anything about what these people are and but it's it's not even coming through because of the fact that uh they're in time out so they just keep wasting their time doing it and like i say you want to do that guys i got all day what, I I it. what is porn hub <laughs> uh, well i guess you figure out what it is there there was something that came out here for uh hunter biden Excuse me, I got the wrong thing up. There's something that came out with Hunter Biden and people putting out, and I wouldn't even put it out because I'm like, I don't want people sending people over there uh, and things of that nature. But these, I just heard the, the first words hmm. giveaway, but yeah, well, the, the people the people are being demoralized even through that kind of stuff. So I wouldn't even put it out. But uh, <clears throat> yeah, okay. Do you know Here what you is? go. I, well, I can imagine it's some <laughs> disgusting, you know. You shock me. It's disgusting, really. <laughs> but you know, this is all they're doing is my phone hasn't stopped all week. Mm. People wanting to do, they want to know who I am. They want to know. And you know, the story that will come out mm. is my entire abusive marriage, mm. um, domestic violence, physical violence, psychological violence, financial, um, all of it. And the police were all involved and the lawyers and the emails from their dad and how their dad was sectioned under the Mental Health Act. I don't need, I, I want to keep the humility of my children. So I don't need to talk about it, but it's in the past. But anybody who knows me and knows me well and knows the, the history, you've said, it's, you know, I'm here today. I've gone through all of that. So for every woman out there right now, I, I believe when I looked at some statistics, it's two women die every week at the hands of their partner through domestic violence in the UK. And women, I think it was something like, on average, leave their partners over 60 times before they finally do it. So for any woman out there who's watching me, and I will be talking about domestic violence, that will be on one of the documentaries. I want to tell you all, 
you can survive. You think you're going to crash and burn, but you will land and you'll dust yourself off. And, you know, my ex-husband, when he when he left, he cancelled all my bills, cancelled the mortgage. He cut the phone off. He cancelled everything, the car insurance. And my parents stepped in to help me. And for the next two years, you know, I had to sell things to buy groceries. I remember one weekend I had no money and I had a diamond bracelet that was worth three or four thousand pounds. I had nothing. And I went to this place where I'd sold jewelry and I sold it for 250 pounds to buy groceries for my four children. And this is all facts and I can absolutely validate all of it. But this is what I'm saying. People don't know this. So Every woman out there that's gone through domestic violence, I'm championing championing all of them and supporting them. And my children, the things that my children saw that they thought normal growing up, I don't talk about it, I think about them, but what the BBC have done is they've took the lid off it all. Well, then you're going to see who the real woman is and you're going to see now that I come from a very humble background. I've gone through 17 years of that because it started on my wedding night. It started on my wedding night and my husband was sectioned under the Mental Health Act. And that's when it finally ended. And then he came, went back to Iran, came back, was going to be sectioned again. And I had to help him and got him back to Iran. And he's never lived here since. So, you know, after all of that that he'd done to me, all of it, tried to remove my children from me tried parental alienation, took my daughters. I didn't see them for nine months. Um, tried to uh, ruin us financially, ran up, gave his job up, ran up 250,000 on credit cards. I had to dig myself all out of that. And I have. And after all of that was over, I took the children to see him and his family in Dubai because he is their father and they need a relationship with him. And, and then I took them to Batumi to see him in Georgia. So, Let it all come out and people will see I am a survivor. I don't need brownie points. I don't need a medal. I just need to move forward. And when all of that happened, it led me to the one thing in my darkest, when it all hit me, which was two years ago, and it hit me like a lead balloon. And I was desperate and I got very, very depressed. And that was when it led me to our Lord, Jesus Christ, the Alpha and the Omega. And that was when I really started to come out of it. I did an online course. I started to read the Bible. And here I am today. Well, I, I, I agree. That, then this is what the people, the little trolls are coming in. I, I, love, I love just spanking you guys. It's kind of fun. I mean, if I had like, it's no, kind of, Pop and, Goes the Weasel, yeah. um, it's kind of like that, the, the whack-a-mole. The other thing I'd just add um, to what you know, Kate said and, and – as, as an observer, really, is that, you know, when people look at what the BBC have done, you know, there's a splash effect, you know, there's a sensational effect. They're very used to that. It's like 15 minutes of fame and then it's gone and it becomes yesterday's news. But what they're trying to do, the authorities here, is to paint everybody who opposes the official narrative as dangerous and as psychopathic. Mm. And people seeing through that and they're seeing through those lies, they're very thinly veiled tissue of lies. People are seeing that actually the science advisors to the government and the government itself 
they're the real psychopaths mm -hmm. because they're acting without any emotion or empathy by locking down whole sections of the population in this country, destroying their lives, destroying their families and destroying their, their whole businesses and their whole working lives for a virus that hasn't been properly isolated, purified, for tests that don't work and for COVID-19, which is a, a gerrymandered disease category of pre-existing symptoms that everybody has. So this is, this is what's happening in this country and it's happening quite uniformly across the world. So that's why people are not stupid and they wake up to the fact that there's a bigger picture here about the reset, the economic reset, etc. But that's what's happening in this country. And we're hoping really every time we go out in public doing videos like this, it will help people realize, it will help them think critically about the official narrative that they've been given, which really is not true. It's being undone. There's so many contradictions now, so many dissenting scientists. It's going to be very hard for the government and the BBC to do with every dissent of what they did with Kate. And that's why Kate's a role model, really, for how we deal with this. We've got to push back, oppose the narrative, and, and really, a bit like Nancy Reagan said about drugs, just say no. Do not vax. Do not mask. Do not accept the new experimental drugs. Mm -hmm. Just say no. And if people do, don't give up voluntarily their consent, if, if they keep their consent and say no, then there's a, ch there's a chance. And people need to be brave enough to do that. I agree. Well, I think this is why it's so important, you know, Kate, when uh, they did the little thing where they, they threw you in the, in the little jail cell there, uh, you know, our mutual friend D Manny, you know, she was very concerned and she said, I hope she'll take some time back, but that's really what they want you to do. They want to silence you. They want to frighten you into silence. And I think that, that you haven't let them do that. You've just continued on. You've continued to trust that, that God's in control of that. And as a result of that, you're going to keep putting out the message that you put out because you've done it with documentation. You've done it with scientific uh, studies that you brought out. And yeah. I, that was one of the things that impressed me when we yeah. began to talk. You too, Kevin, the same thing. It's you, you go to the studies, you point to the things, you call the people out, you challenge the narrative, and they don't know what to say. So instead of actually bringing a response and an answer, they go after and they attack your character. They go out and attack uh, conspiracy theory with no, with no evidence of it. Um, and, and all of these kinds of things, just like these uh, knuckleheads who are coming in the uh, chat and doing what they're doing, they do it without any evidence or they cherry pick something out of the context without looking at everything else and so it's really a, it's really a problem but again that cruelty swells your ranks lots of people are in on this and they see what goes on uh as to the attacks and i think they're willing to give you give an ear and hear you that's why they don't follow the troll channel uh, as i call it which has very little people who pay attention to anything on it. Um, and it's really poorly done anyway. And that guy who does the music, the Muhammad guy, is pretty pretty sad. I mean, it's, it's not even good professional quality. And anyway, uh, you have those kinds of things. So um, this, is a, this is an issue. Dude, I'm on it. I, I can't do anything until they put something up, but I am on it. Uh, I've got them in front of me, so I'm taking them out. As soon as they do something, they're wasting their energy and their time. But then the devil does stuff like that. So uh, that's what we're dealing with. Okay. You guys had something else that you wanted to talk about, too. There was a new paper or something that you wanted to speak about? Uh, a new, there's so many new papers. <laughs> okay. uh, Kevin, 
they've got their judicial res- review yeah. going uh, through the courts. So we're going to talk about, Cal, let Kevin talk about that in two minutes. And we are very much now backing, uh, Kevin and I, the English Democrats, um, where, um, you know, they're trying to get rid of England and they're trying to break up into counties. And we have the Bill of Rights and we have the English Constitution, which I believe the American one is based on. And we are now very much getting behind Robin Tilbrook, who is the um, chair of the English Democrats. And, of course, uh, Daddy Dragon, Graham Moore, who does his show. And uh, we are very much behind that, as are the veterans. And um, this is this is what we're trying to do. And our government is going over and above the powers that we, that the people, extended them, gave to them, if you like, if you do believe in a true democratic society when we voted them in. So what's actually happening is lots of things are happening that are being touted as rules when they possibly aren't even legal because of, of this Bill of Rights, the Constitution. I mean, it's been a whole new thing that I've learned that in the UK we have the right to bear arms. And as a woman, I have the right to apply for a firearm to protect me. And... Uh, I'm going to be um, certainly all of these things that we have the right to do. I'm going to be um, certainly utilizing all of those. So Kevin's got the judicial review. So if you want to no. talk about that. The, the, this is a judicial review. And basically a judicial review is a way of, put it simply, is a way of opposing government policy based on the evidence that the government's used. So the judicial review is about the Coronavirus Act being null and void because it's based on spurious evidence. And in that judicial review, you've got a claimants. I'm one of the claimants. So is Dr. Neil McRae, um, senior lecturer from King's College London, and Stephen Morris, who's a trade unionist from Manchester. And basically, in this judicial review, we're opposing all the lockdown um, regulations and questioning, heavily questioning the science and the interpretations of the science upon which it's based. For example, with the masking, um, as you know, the WHO came out against masks early in the year, and suddenly, you know, everybody's decided to have masks, including WHO. And our government here in the UK is now pushing masks in public, in public spaces and in other areas like churches, etc. Now, when we looked at all the evidence from the scientists that advised the British government, the United Kingdom government, the SAGE scientists, they're called, and SAGE is an acronym for a scientific advisory group for emergencies, it said nothing about proposing masks in public. So the government decided to push masks on the British public not the sage scientists, but the sage scientists sort of led them up the path to that, but they didn't actually go all the way and advocate masks in public. So now that's what we're opposing, that we're saying this is a a political decision. Masks are a political decision. And when you look at a lot of the regulations that we've got in this country around lockdown, a lot of them are political regulations. The, The science upon which they're based is very weak, it's very interpretive. Mm. Um, the social distancing uh, science is very weak. The, and as we know, all the testing science is totally wide open. You could drive a pantechnican through it. 
you know it really doesn't stand up and this is these are the contradictions that people are dealing with in their everyday lives now the tests don't work the social distancing is anti-human anti-spiritual and every facet that they brought in that's affected our lives is now being looked at critically in the media a little bit more but also we've looked at it in our judicial review and this judicial review has been submitted we hope to hear by the end of next week whether it goes forward for formal hearing in the high court and you know the british judiciary has its own way of dealing with things it's very non-transparent very hidden very old boy network it's very difficult really to get a, a view on things sometimes but we've got a very good comprehensive review that we submitted we think it's far better than simon dolan's and the other ones that've been submitted because we deal with the science we deal with the flawed lockdown science we don't ignore it and of course in court we're not challenging the isolation or the non-isolation of the virus or anything like that because court law isn't for that but the court law will look at the debates around the policy and whether they're reasonable given the the risk and yeah. so that's what we're pushing forward well, and I think that's the thing. Uh, the issue with the courts, too, is probably some like we have even here in the United States that become this good old boy network, and there does become cover for them, uh, and oftentimes dismissing them without even hearing anything or really yeah. taking a look at it and giving a proper response to what has been put forward. So I agree with you, and I, I, I think everybody here wishes you guys well on that. We've had a question in the chat room. Uh, Mike was asking, you know, uh, how can they pray for you guys over there doing what you're doing? Do you want to give them some specific things that, that you, you need uh, prayer for uh, in what, you're, what you guys are doing? Well, we're very much um, under attack, and we've seen that with the dirty dogs at the BBC and clearly MI5 and the police, you know, the way I was arrested. Mm. Um, but I just want to say, just, just going back slightly before the praying, one has to um, always have optimism that we do have um, justice. And the very fact that the um, magistrates wouldn't allow the police to keep me in and put me on remand without any prior records, completely squeaky clean, uh, one has to then Mm. say we do clearly still have justice. And, uh, you know, um, we we have a couple of cases now against the police and that's all starting and going ahead because they are still accountable to the law, even as police officers mm. under the Criminal Justice mm. Act 2015, Part 126, two abuse of police powers and privileges does indeed carry a 14-year prison sentence. So they too are accountable. And, and we must make them yes, accountable. We, we must. must always report. We, we, yes, we need to make, or make use of all the existing channels. Uh, as Kate said, you know, the Criminal Prosecution Service weren't able, they, they advised not to detain her in custody any further because she has a clean record. And indeed, she's a healthcare professional. And this is really important because we, we, we're getting towards a state in this country where people who speak out are going to be treated as psychiatrically disturbed and locked away, or indeed as dangerous criminals and locked away in prisons or psychiatric institutions. Well, there aren't any left because Margaret Thatcher got rid of them, Mm. but they will invent them as indeed they've invented the Nightingale hospitals. 
They can do these things overnight. So the point really is that it's important to use all the existing channels of the law, which without saying, without assuming they're against people who are standing out, they can be used, they're potential, and they must be, they're collateral really for us to move forward and to drive back this tyranny, this, you know, this devil's work really what it is. So as for praying, you know, we, God's law, the Bible and the Constitution and the Bill of Rights, these are all based on God's laws. So um, we were out, we've been working for the last couple of days, putting together um, videos discussing the medical revolutionaries, it is our work. And we went out for a walk with the Chihuahuas and we prayed, (laughs) we did a big pray in the rain. And basically, you know, what can people pray for, for me, for us, for all of us, is that give us eyes to see and ears to hear the truth. Pray for those that don't know the truth like we do. Pray for them. Um, Pray for them and pray that they'll remain healthy because this whole thing of the mask is going to exponentially increase bacterial lung infections in the damp, cold weather. Pray for them. Uh, and so that they can, that they see this the truth because it's going to affect their health. Mm. And pray that there is a ring of fire placed around us that are speaking mm. the truth and, yeah. and keep us safe mm. from those mm. that will do us harm. Mm. All of us, not just me, my children. Pray for my children. Pray for my pets. Pray for anything that is important to me because, of course, when something affects, uh, you know, something around me, like I love my little dogs because they give me peace. You know, they don't care what I look like, what I say. They just love me. They're always happy to see me. They're happy to see Kevin now as well. And um, so anything happens to them, I would be sad. So do you see the devil strips us? If, if people cannot get to me directly or, or Kevin, they're gonna, they'll, they'll strip everything from around you. They take everything from you like lot. Oh, um, Job, Job, Job in the Bible. You know, he lost everything. Everything, everything was tested. Mm. And um, I'm being, somebody sent me an email. Somebody sent me an email from a, an address that they'd made up and it, it went, Tropic Skincare Tick. Incidentally, I don't want to sell Tropic Skincare because mm. it's not as clean as, uh, one of the things isn't clean and another one I don't agree with. Um, and then they went, uh, nursing uh, registration, tick. Mm. I don't want to be on that corrupt register. You know, they're complicit in a crime. Uh, um, it went, um, job, tick, I work for myself. So whoever this person was, they were on a uh, mm. Facebook, tick, Instagram, tick, mm. Twitter, tick, YouTube, tick. They're on a mission. And then it said at the bottom, I win. Mm. Uh, and I said, the very fact that you're sending me an email, they don't win. Mm. Um, you know, this is, yeah. this is somebody who's, who's doing Satan's work and doesn't realize mm. that they've already signed their soul over. Mm. And so we have to pray for those people, not just for me. No. And, and also, I think, Tim, you know, people can pray for this. Is it a movement we're talking about here, an anti-lockdown movement? I suppose it's a, a loose collection. But the great danger is that the media will focus on one personality in this anti-government movement or anti-lockdown movement, and they will distance themselves from another you know, a bit like, I'm just thinking about 
Peter in the in, in the New Testament where he denied Christ, you mm. and he did it three times, didn't he? Mm-hmm. You know, and and he didn't really realize he was doing it, but he was he was prophesied as doing it, and he did it, and he couldn't help himself doing it. And you see this happening, a uh, similar thing happening in the anti-lockdown movement, where they focus on one person and say, oh, you know, what do you think about being on a platform with David Icke, or what do you feel about being on a platform with Kate Shamarani or Piers Corbyn, for instance? And they like to drive a wedge between people that have appeared on the same platform together so they can get a soundbite that can get some attention in the media. And again, it's a very cheap move, but I think all of us involved in this ethically, professionally, Mm. you know, we we have a duty to support each other and and a way to, to ask people to pray that people don't betray each other by not deliberately, but by default, really, because that's the nature of what the opposition... By denying. Yes, by denying. Uh, yeah, what Kevin's... I, just to... I know what he's talking about. There is um, somebody that appeared on the 19th, and they came, and they were invited, I believe, at the last minute. Mm. And they themselves have faced persecution because of something they did. And they came onto the platform and spoke about, you know, whatever they wanted to talk about. And then later they were being interviewed and said, well, you know, David Icke and Kate Shimarani, um, they can be extreme and they might damage the movement. And I was quite offended because where was this person when right at the beginning in March, before any of the lockdown came, I was on a local radio using evidence-based uh, information. And I was in, put in the Guardian, the radio was going to be fine. They kicked me off to call my three years shows down. So I've never changed what I do. So. Here's somebody that has literally been invited at the table mm. with us, if you like. Let's mm. look at this like they've been invited at our yeah. table yeah. to speak. Mm. And now they're on another channel saying that they were there talking. Yeah. They didn't really agree exactly. with us. Yeah. They didn't really agree exactly, with us, yeah. which is mm. they, they are uh, they're betraying. Mm. That's betraying us. It is. And, and I think, you know, obviously we don't want to name anybody. But, you know, I think the point that Kate's making very well is the principle of, you know, the, there needs to be an ethic here. There needs to be a moral and ethical, um, people need to abide by a moral and ethical code, really, where we, we're mutually supportive, you know. And that's why, you know, Kate and I are working together because we want to get this message out. We've got a particular perspective on the whole issue. We're both healthcare professionals. We both have over 70 years experience between us, believe it or not. Yeah. And sometimes it shows, you know, but basically um, the reality is, you know, we've got a lot to give. We've got a lot more to give and we want to work with other people and and all the people in this anti-lockdown movement want to work together, but they need to be mutually respectful of how what they say can be misinterpreted if they distance themselves from people they share the platform with. Yeah, let me and, yeah. let me let me take something here. You you talked about being you know mutually respectful and stuff. I just want to show people something. Now, most people don't see what I see. I've got several windows open up, so I see when the guys come in and they do their things at the troll. They don't understand how the attacks work. We've we've talked about it uh, for years. Uh, how people come in, they pull your hair, they smack your face, and then when you call them out, they cry the victim. This is one of those people. I just want to show people. This is my chat when I get it. Now, you see this little person here. You guys have seen them on YouTube. Ben Red. They've been trying to post 
Pornhub links in, but the links don't come up because we don't allow links to come up in the chat there. And they've been doing it. I could show you, but I'm not going to show you the links. I'm just going to screenshot it and send it to YouTube. But look at what they said. I had reported you for talking about Pornhub. My son told me about it. Look at how they lie. They lie through their teeth. Now he went onto Pornhub. Thanks from the this. All right, the foul mouth that they're showing you, and uh, Foamy Falcon's been one. Muhammad Shafiq ah. is one. Um, the uh, uh, who was the other one that was in here? The one using your name, Kate. I, I mean, you really ought to have your barrister go after the one using your name. Uh, or send me that. Send me that, and I'll do it. Yep, I'll be. Ask I'll be having those up. Uh, Muhammad, you know, as we've said before, he needs to be really careful because I think he's quite well known, and he's been a police informer. Nobody likes the grass, Mohammed. Yeah, well, I just I wanted to show people because I think it's important that people see how these people play their game. This is why as soon as they comment, I'm going to knock them off. As, in fact, afterwards, we're going to put the permanent block on, on all of them because they come in here when they see your name up, Kate. And it's, I, I, I do believe That's it's so a coordinated famous. effort. Yeah, I do believe it's a coordinated effort to try to discredit. But guys, sorry, we got you here. Um, again, here's the one using your name promoting Pornhub. This is what they're doing. And then they have the audacity to try to play the victim. Oh, this is happening like this. And guys, keep doing it. You're hanging yourself. Um, so I just want to show people the game that's being played here as to what's going on. And it is real, folks. I mean, they do this. They've done this to Bradley. Uh, this is why I wanted Bradley to give you some encouragement because Bradley's faced this from the militant LGBTQ uh, people when he just went into the public schools just trying to tell them about our Christian heritage uh, in here in America, and they were doing those things. So I want people to understand this is how they play the game, okay? Uh, they try to trigger you with it, but they're the ones triggered. That's why they're doing what they're doing. And they're we don't get triggered. Yeah, I, I, well, I don't get triggered don't either. Get triggered. <laughs> uh, no, we, it's interesting. It's look, Tim, look how how long you've known me now, Tim. Uh, and even with my even even what they've done with my son, uh, I'd say I've been incredible. Yeah, I just thought... incredible. I mean, she's got such resilience and and. Uh, you know, a role model, really, a leader, you know, she's great. And how how the BBC could do something like that, they really are the gutter press. And we used to have a really sleazy, very devious newspaper in this country run by Murdoch called The News of the World. And it folded because of all the scandals. And the BBC, really, certainly the World Service, has now become the new News of the World. And... It's just terrible, and it's rubbish journalism, and everybody can see through it, really. So, you know, bring it on, you know, the more the merrier. They'll probably want to do exposés on everybody. But notably, people have been left out of this view. The BBC are not looking at certain people. Yeah, that's interesting. Very interesting. And uh, other people haven't had the focus that Kate has, you know. And you have to see that, as what I said earlier, because of her natural charisma, uh, natural ability to lead, and an unrehearsed ability to come across extremely well in the media. You know, they should be learning from her. They should have her on the BBC. They just certainly improve their viewer ratings. Thanks, Kevin. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> you get the check later, Kevin. No, I'm, I'm just teasing. No, I've known that too in the private conversations that we've had 
uh, when we're discussing some of these things. I know that there is a concern even for for your son, Sebastian, uh, Kate, of him being used and his eyes needing to be opened. I mean, you haven't you haven't lashed out and called and him names. And his safety. Yeah. And his safety. His, yep. Because he's being used. And, yeah. Yeah. He, yeah and and his, his safety, you know, when when, um, when you go out and, and the way they introduced him, you know, they talked about his shirt, his hair, his watch being a slim watch. They presented him as, oh, he's one of us. You know, he's he's um, one of the educated, one of the top. It's an, it's an insult. It's an mm. insult the way they did it to every working man out there. Mm. And right now, the North is getting hammered mm. with lockdowns, people losing their jobs, people using food banks. The North of England. The yeah. North of England mm. getting hammered. Mm. So, you know, I, it's it's really insulting when they do this and and when they they actually had him saying you know he uh, the presenter said he'd had a cushy life yeah. and he and then he came on and said that he had a big house in a nice town there's people out there there's children out there in the in England who've never even slept on a bed living and that's fact you know social services children living under the poverty line so to to present my son like that it was uh, it was very uncomfortable to say that at such a time and to be like that. And then, of course, now people are researching him, seeing that he went to Eton and LSC. And and it, and it just comes over as a um, he's part of a particular social class mm, and very class based and that? very class based mm. and that he's going a certain way. And now they're looking at mm. his father. And of course, they're already looking at that. His father in Iran and he's part of the cryptocurrency and very in, very intelligent man and you know he had a meeting with Putin and he's all at so people are looking where this leads I can absolutely assure everyone I'm divorced <laughs> uh, I have no links with any of that but they're they're setting my son up and so uh, I've prayed for him but this is what the you know this is this is what the media has become the mainstream media they've become the National Enquirer. Well, they have become the National Enquirer or the, the News of the World. Uh, that's the parallel here, was the News of the World, was the British National Enquirer, and it folded. So this is what the British Broadcasting Company has become, basically a whore for the government to propagandise to the public a load of lies. COVID, COVID, COVID. COVID, 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 and cheap exposés you know, cheaper than the news of the world, really, in many respects. And unfortunately, people get caught up in that. And, and, and But the people don't believe it. I've had so many calls this week from people saying, oh, we saw it on the BBC. And look what, look what she said. People are going off and researching Kate Shamarani. They're going off to look up what she said. And they're seeing it's a pack of lies, what the BBC's put out. But you see, the thing that people need to realise is the BBC have done this in conjunction with the Metropolitan Police. The Metropolitan Police today illegally possess some of Kate's electronic equipment. They have not given it back. This is against the law. And we're trying to, people are trying to fight this. But this is what the British Broadcasting Company has become. You know, in this country, we've got a campaign to defund the BBC to stop paying the licence fee. 
because you know everybody in the UK stop paying has to pay the license fee and this is a very good this is a very good rationale now for people to think are we going to pay this 150 quid every year to the BBC to get gutter press to get vulgar coverage really and um you know this this really is a bit of a, a watershed really at the moment I think yeah, I think it is. I think it's also happening here in the States. They were talking, we had a, a, a representative come out and say that they wanted to defund the NPR. Well, uh, uh, I question, well, why are we funding it anyway? There's nothing in our Constitution that allows you to fund public uh, television or radio or any of that. Um, that's not the federal government's job. Uh, we didn't give authority to that. And I think probably the same. The BBC is probably getting some money from your government as well. And uh, oh, yeah. And I don't know that the people ever approved of doing that. But again, the people well, are going to have to stand BBC up. And, got 50, the BBC got fifty million or something like that from the Bill Gates Foundation. Yeah, yeah. That somebody just made mention. Uh, Rachel in the chat made mention to see that. Uh, you, uh, and also the other thing, Tim, I just say briefly is with this is the fact that this has happened to Kate through the British Broadcasting Company, not some cheap independent video channel. The British Broadcasting Company is a, a mark of disrespect on British journalism, right, that needs to be called out. And also it parallels very cl- clearly a case in America in, 2000 and, in the late 2000s where an AIDS distant called Christine Maggiore, who spent her life fighting for women's rights and the rights of people who, who are diagnosed with HIV, to determine whether they want drugs or they want free birth, etc. And she was hounded by the media in California uh, through a very, very evil um, TV program that featured her life, thinly veiled, but everybody knew who it was. And this, this was an harangue on Christine Maggiore, which undoubtedly had an effect on what eventually happened to her. But we can tell people here, I've spent a few days working with Kate. Kate is very resilient. This is the message. And a good cook. A very good cook. And a very, <laughs> very good source of nutritional information and, and healthcare information. And she is not going to be daunted by this. She's not, you know, there's been a flicker perhaps, but she is determined, very resolute. This makes her even more determined. And that's the message that needs to be put out. This has made her more determined. It's bolstered her client base. It's bolstered her public, um, her constituency that Mm. votes for her in a sense. It's actually made her followers even more. The number has grown. So thank you very much, BBC. But let's leave out the vulgar. Yeah. The vulgar. You know, I mean, they, well, had, they yeah. had no thought, no yeah. thought for my other children, for my mother, for my uh, my sister, uh, my sister that uh, we have another sister that we, we don't really have a lot of contact with. But no thought whatsoever for my uh, sister's children. You know, Sebastian's cousins. It's um, completely embarrassed people, but angered them. Angered my my beloved sister Dawn was furious, absolutely furious, and could create wedges with all his family. So it's foolish. Um, I just want to say to everyone, uh, I do have two websites, uh, naturalnursearmy.com and kateshemarani.com. The Natural Nurse Army is managed. uh, It's like about a tribute, but I will be actually 
putting some content. But the other one, katesshamarani.com, please do subscribe. They are new and we are just getting to it now, but there's going to be um, every week a couple of newsreels on it, videos. You can have them sent. There's going to be daily blogs. Mm. There's going to be a newsletter. Mm -hmm. There's going to be... uh, Videos from Kevin and myself. Yes, where as a medical revolutionary. We, we're having a new channel called The Medical Revolutionary. And our, our strap line is... Yeah, um, we, we expose the lies. We reveal the truth. We reveal the truth. Okay. and We expose the lies, we reveal the truth. And it's going to be... We're going to put it everywhere. Bit shoot, Brighty on. All uh, Disseminate TV, which Dr. Sherry Tenpenny graciously gave me a platform on. We're, we're going to try it on YouTube till they find it and throw it off. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. It's going to be everywhere. The Medical Revolutionaries. And it will also be on both of those websites and on Kevin's website. What's your website? www.kevinpcorbett.com. Go to the Corona Hysteria button. So uh, we're going to have that everywhere. So you can subscribe and you can get updates. So um, and because everybody knows, Kevin knows I've got lots of patients um, and uh, patients that come to me. And you can, you know, you can go on there and get little health facts. It will show you where to buy things. Um, girls got to eat. It will also, um, you can, you can then find out where you get um, one-to-one consultations. There will eventually be where you can buy a program. But you know, this, this is also the medical revolution is is yours. It's yours, the public's. It is your voice. We're going to give you the voice where you come to us. You tell us what's happened to you. Where People have been harmed. People have even mm. uh, allegedly been murdered. And when we get these things, we don't just sit there. We are going to be giving these things to the barrister to interview so that we can get justice for these people. If there has indeed been malpractice, mm. those professionals will stand in a court of law. Mm. And if there has indeed, as alleged, been murder, they will definitely stand in a court of law. And this is, this is yours. The medical revolutionaries is yours for you, the public. And we are going to be your voice. Well, here's the thing I'd like to do. And I spoke with uh, Dr. Kaufman about it, about maybe doing a show with him and Dr. Jensen, uh, Scott Jensen yeah. from here in the States. And, uh, you know, because they come from two different perspectives. We talked about stuff, and this would get to the heart of the matter to let people see who has the argument here, who has the facts um, and, and what they see. And I, I respect both men. Um, they could come on and present. One has holds to the germ theory. The other one does not, the terrain theory. And so they could bring that together and people could see which one makes the most sense, which one is backed by the yeah. science. I think this is very important. And I would even say some of the trolls who are in here, guys, look, you want to contact me through Sons of Liberty Media? Hit the contact you guys want to come on and you want to you want to actually challenge the facts, not engage in your ad hom attacks in the in the room here. I'm sure Dr. Corbett and uh, and Kate uh, or any of the other people that we've had on would be happy to take some of your questions on the issue. But see, oh, yeah. I believe they're like a lot of the people. They're cowards. They don't want to do that. They want to hide behind the keyboard. They want to hide behind all the names. They don't want to come out in the open because they're cowards. But if you guys want to do that, we'll set it up. I'm sure you guys wouldn't have a problem coming on. And we have you know, Tim. This is this yeah. is what we see here in in the United Kingdom. I'm sure it's the same in the U.S. Where all these public health scientists that are advising the government and the government ministers themselves, they won't come out in public. They won't come out into public forum. You know, they could do it on their own terms, socially distanced. 
and they won't come out and face unrehearsed questions from the public. And that's a huge issue here that people are hiding behind, like the trolls hiding behind the technology, the government and the scientists are hiding behind the bureaucracy and the media because they're frightened to come out in public and receive unrehearsed questions from ordinary people. And if they did that, maybe their standing would go up a little bit more. Absolutely. And I can, and we stand out in public and face unrehearsed questions all the time. Um, Certainly, um, Kevin knows my political, um, my political journey that I'm aiming to get right on. I'm not going anywhere, trolls. You're going to see me. If this all goes to plan, you're going to see me and you're going to see so much of me, you're going to be sick. I think you just like me. I think you're actually fans, not trolls. Well, I think, Kate, you know, really, you take the biscuit, really, in terms of the looks uh, <laughs> and the brains. But the reality is that there's a lot of this going on. This is what's been created. It's an edifice that they can hide behind, an edifice of so-called authority and rightness. You know, follow the science. We're just following the science. Well, no, it's not. not the science. It's misscience. It's misapplied science. At its best, at its worst, it's a pack of lies and propaganda. So don't follow that because you'll end up like lemmings going over the cliff. With your masks yep. on. I agree. I agree. Guys, I've got to get running here because i got the work to do. And uh, I appreciate both of you taking Sorry, time. Sorry, we were late. It was British <laughs> Sorry, summertime. <laughs> Ended. We're on. We're on. I don't know what you call it. GMT time. Whatever. Well, I, I think people need to quit messing. I think people need to quit messing with the time all across, and including our own United States. We need to, to quit doing that. So in, in any case, we appreciate you guys coming on and spending time with us. Uh, and you guys in the chat room, appreciate you calling out uh, different things here and catching the trolls. Uh, I'll be dealing with them <clears throat> on a more permanent basis as well as sending some things into YouTube uh, as far as what these guys were putting in that, again, uh, you shows their vulgarities. Yeah, go ahead. Before you go, I just want to say a big hello from Alistair. You did a show yes. on Alistair. And we're going to have wow. Alistair back. We're going to have Alistair back because of what you found <clears throat> concerning the malnutrition. You've been changing that. I talked with his mom when you guys did Trafalgar Square because she was running the camera for us. And she we have said, two more muscular dystrophy patients who've yeah, well, been she even said, she said he has not grown since, um, I think it was around age 10 or so. And uh, part of the issue is, is that she was impressed by it. She said, most people wouldn't even see it. But she said, I've seen it. You've talked about it. You've seen it. And I said, let's give him a couple of months. Let's bring him back on. Let's show people the difference. We'll do a before and after kind of thing of where you well, guys started grown, that kind of stuff. His feet have grown a couple of sizes. Now, what was important is he was told possibly the bone would never heal. And he'd be in a wheelchair now. The bone's healed. And he actually, uh, a couple of days ago, he stood up on his own without his mum. And, and every That's day incredible. he's getting better and better. He's walking with a, a Zimmer frame, doing his exercises. He's grown, I think, it's six centimetres. He's wow. just hit puberty. He's <laughs> 20 years old and he's hit puberty. And what I noticed was, it's incredible. He's laying down muscle. He's got calf muscles. He's got muscles coming here on his arms. He's got intercostal muscles. His mentalis, the chin muscle, has split, and he's developing a jawline. And these are all things they said he'd never do. Yeah, never do. They, yeah. So, and, 
It's incredible. Well, we're gonna this, we're gonna bring is amazing. yeah we're gonna bring him back on in the future. By his by the way, I think his his, his mom is in the Facebook chat. Good to see you, and uh, we appreciate all you guys, all your support, uh, including the trolls. Because every comment you make that I get to hit a button and just knock it off, uh, you help expand that. Don't you guys know how algorithms work? I mean, you're really kind of stupid to be in here constantly doing that. You're wasting your time. But again, your cruelty swell our ranks. We appreciate that very much. We'll be turning in the screenshots of your um, lewd activity uh, to YouTube. Our attorney is already dealing with YouTube. We've already seen an increase in a lot of the viewership uh, as it's growing. And uh, Kate and Kevin, we appreciate you guys very much. Guys, have a great weekend. And we will talk to you 6 a.m. Eastern Time. Have a great Lord's Day tomorrow. Adios.